Good morning, everybody. Uh, Tuesday morning, eight o'clock central. We're uh, down in Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, with a church that we're, we've now started planting here. It's um, it's a, like a, a small family. We've been having uh, a home group here in Shreveport for I would say over five years now, and uh, it's been great. Um, We've really cultivated, the Lord's helped us cultivate uh, a real family atmosphere here, and it's just been awesome. We're now in the process of of really, uh, I guess, turning it into a church, but uh, it's really organically growing into being a church, but uh, without really our help. Uh, we've needed a building, and uh, God's given us a building to be able to uh, housed uh, all the people that are coming now. It was supernatural, nobody was looking for it. I even told the Lord, I said, you know, cause I really didn't want to uh, start another church, but uh, I wanted to keep our family together, you know, not get in a building or try to format it. And, uh, and I just said, Lord, you're gonna have to give us a building. And uh, he ended up giving us a building. Of course, that was kind of a rebuke to me cause I'm kind of hard headed when it comes to doing stuff like that. And, uh, but it's been great. The Lord's really been supplying every need that we, we need here. And uh, I believe he's gonna keep doing that, start building family uh, all across the world. I think a lot of people are getting tired of, uh, you know, the same old thing and really wanting to know one another and uh, know the Lord in one another. But, uh, that's the testimony of what's going on here. One of the things I was wanting to share this morning was has a lot to do with uh, the father, uh, has a lot to do with uh, being fathered or uh, recognizing the father. And uh, the way I recognized the father uh, years ago, I was had this one time or this moment in life where I could pray all night and then get up and you know, go straight to work and I wasn't scared. Look at there, we got another, see, I'll see this dog. It's just like my dogs. Every time I start God stories, creation starts coming around. <laughs> it's, this one's named Buddy and he is crazy as a Betsy bug. <laughs> but uh, he hang, he's gonna hang out with us. But uh, anyway, um, I would pray all night on uh, the back porch when I lived in Charlotte. And there was one moment where I I knew to walk outside on the porch and, and I would look at the stars and just pray all night. Um, one of the things the Lord told me a long time ago to always, and I didn't realize uh, exactly what he meant until I got older because I, all of my experiences started happening uh, in my later, later 20s. I mean, real experiences, I mean, physical experiences that I had with the Lord um, started happening around that time. And I really didn't have a frame of reference uh, for what was happening uh, at the moment. Uh, but I'm starting to understand it now. Um, but as I walked out on the porch, um, I began to pray and I was looking up at heaven because the Lord had told me, to never look down upon the earth, always keep your eyes in the heavens. And so I thought, you know, I'm 
you know, I'm literally going to look into the heavens, you know, and so I was constantly looking up in the sky and uh, you wouldn't believe some of the things you'll see when you're always looking up into heaven. Of course, I would find myself even trying to do that uh, extremely while I was even, you know, walking and just doing my everyday work. Uh, and I really couldn't do that all the time <laughs> or uh, I'd either have a wreck or uh, hurt somebody. But uh, there were maybe several times where uh, I would see things that you normally wouldn't see if you if you weren't looking up in the heavens. I mean, uh, there was one time that I was just I was heading to church and the Lord was speaking to me about uh, His sacrifices and and even taking me to the Old Testament uh, about a ram and and uh, and I was driving to to church and I was pulling out of my driveway and driving down my dead end my road uh, to pull out. And, and I was looking up into the sky and sure enough, there was a, a cloud that had formed perfectly into a, a ram's head. And if, if I hadn't have been looking up into the heavens, I wouldn't have seen it. You know, it was, it was just there. And uh, I think there's a lot of things that are there, you know, even physically that were, that were before us. But because we're not looking, you know, we're not watchful, we miss them. And uh, I happened to, you know, see this one. Well, the funny thing about it is, you know, I get to church. I'm just so wound up, you know, as a young man and uh, just couldn't wait to get to church because it seemed like I just knew that, you know, this is what the, you know, the pastor's going to talk about because normally the Lord will confirm his word, right? And uh, sure enough, I get there and and they have a guest speaker and guess what he speaks on the ram, and so it just it just blew my mind. But I was just so excited, and so this night I was uh, had my eyes up in the sky and looking at the stars, you know, and so forth. And and as I was praying, uh, the of course the. That, that night there was not a cloud in the sky. It was just clear with, with uh, stars in the sky, bright, you know. And, and suddenly uh, to my right, as I was looking up, uh, there was a cloud that started to come, but it didn't look like a cloud. It was almost like it was a purpose type smoke that was traveling in the, in the atmosphere or above me in the heavens. And uh, it got to where I was looking. It actually stopped in the place that I was looking in the sky. And uh, I became a little bit shaken because I didn't know what was going on. And uh, as it stopped in the sky, it started to expand. And as it expand, I could see a face form in, in, in it. And, and I hit the deck, you know, I literally hit the deck, you know, of my deck. And, uh, I knew it was Papa, you know, the father of all. And I mean, his face, as his face started forming, I, I just was scared and hit the, hit the floor and hit my deck. And, and I was just, you know, thanking him and, you know, praising him and didn't really know what to say to him. I was just shaken up and, uh, I looked up again and his shoulders, he formed his face and his shoulders were about to be formed. And uh, his face was the face of Jesus. But yet I could, I knew it was my father. And uh, 
I watched this whole cloud form his, his body from down to his arms, down to his, his hands, and even to his feet. The, uh, it was the strangest thing. The cloud was so detailed uh, about his body. It was amazing. I, you know, sometimes you can look at a cloud and, you know, and you can see things, but uh, this was purposely formed in, uh, by the hand of the Spirit, and it just in, in detail uh, gave the appearance uh, of Jesus. And, uh, and I asked because I was really confused and I, I could, I could feel the father's love, you know, coming from him. And, and, uh, I looked up and shaken and I said, Lord, uh, are you my father? And he said, yes, I am your father. And when he said that, I got a revelation of the father in Jesus Christ. Because it's strange, the whole time that the Lord would come to me in my hotel rooms, um, when the Lord would speak to me, I would hear my father's voice as though the father was speaking to me. And there would be times where I would call him father and I would, you know, you know how we all get taught, you know, they're all different and, you know, there's one here and there's one there. And I could hear it, hear the father in everything of who he was in bodily form in Jesus. And uh, when I asked him, are you my father? He said, when he said, yes, I started understanding a revelation that the Lord was actually leading me to of really seeing the father, not only in Jesus, but also began to see it in other people, recognizing the Father's voice in other people, the Spirit of God's voice in other people. Because, you know, the Spirit of God is our, is our Papa. He's the very one that has adopted us. God is Spirit. And when this happened to me, you know, I just weeped and cried because I realized, you know, I had been with my Father this whole time through the visitations in my hotel room, with Jesus. And there would be times, I remember there'd be times I would just start crying and I would find myself, you know, saying, thank you, Father, you know, just thank you. And, and being on my face and while Jesus is sitting there and I'm on my face, just crying, I'm asking, you know, I'm telling the Father, thank you, because I can, he I could hear the Father through uh, the Son of God's uh, voice. And as time goes on, and after I, he started showing me these things, I realized that the Father or the Spirit of God, his voice, the Father's voice, is not just through Jesus Christ, but it can be in other people. And when I started recognizing my Father's voice, I started asking the Lord to help me recognize my Father that he has given me here on the earth. And uh, because if you start getting a revelation of something in the heavenlies or in the spirit, God will always bring it to us in the natural to confirm his word. He will confirm it not only in the spirit, but he'll confirm it on the earth. And uh, I began looking basically or have, being watchful uh, for my father's voice. Because I knew if I recognized my father's voice in someone, that would be the one that he has sent me, you know, to really father me. And uh, it, it took a while. It took a few years. Uh, I was still watchful throughout those years. It wasn't like I was searching for my father. 
It was just I was staying watchful to when he would come and and uh, begin to speak. You know, uh, I've got a few scriptures here uh, that I wanted to share, but I, I want to finish the, the story because I think it'll really help us uh, as far as recognizing our Father and other people. Because, you know, Jesus, there was a time where Jesus showed up uh, in scripture where it talks about, and I think it's in John 14, Philip's, you know, talking to the Lord, you know, and you can tell that Philip is, has been trained in a certain way because he, he asked their, the father to show them the father, but he doesn't realize that Jesus is their father and the father is speaking through Jesus. They are one. And throughout all of their, you know, years of walking with him, being with him, him teaching them things and training them. Uh, it's strange, isn't it? They say, uh, show us the father. <laughs> it is sufficient for us, you know? And I don't know how many of us out there are probably have your father sitting in, right in front of you uh, within a vessel and they've been teaching you, been uh, been there for you, and uh, done things for you. Love you mainly. They lo they love you more than anything. And you hear God's voice through them, but yet because you're trained uh, in a different way, you're looking for something else. You're looking for some some kind of crescendo, or like he did. He's he's saying basically, do a hat trick and show us the Father. You know. Do something great and uh, make the father come. And uh, the father had been with him the whole time. Uh, he had humbled himself and made himself in the appearance of man. Philippians talks about it and made himself into this form of man called Jesus Christ. And, uh, and they couldn't see him. And that thing happens even today. Uh, We've got, you, you, some of us probably have people out there where you hear the voice of God through this person and they're loving you. They've walked, th walked things out with you. You know that they would be there when you called and, and, uh, but yet you're looking for something even greater. You know, you're looking for something like Philip, show us the father. I'm looking to be fathered, you know, and you don't realize you're already being fathered and the father has appeared to us and just a common form, but yet we're so driven, especially in our Western world, to go after energy, you know, go after adrenaline. It's gotta be some type of big event, you know, in order to have my father teaching me, or I've gotta have some kind of experience, you know, and that's what he's looking for. He's looking for an experience, and he's been experiencing the father the whole time, and he doesn't even recognize that the father has been, been walking with him. And that's one of the main things about fathers. They will not just teach you, but they will walk through life with you. And, uh, and just as Jesus' response, he says, Have I been with you so long, yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. And man, how many people have we got in our life that maybe uh, that are speaking to us 
that have come in bodily form, you know, in a humble way, and we're still looking for some something big, and God always appears in a, such a humble uh, state that we are not recognizing. And uh, that's, what's ha- that's what happens a lot to a, a lot of us because we're just so taught to look for something, you know, that's adrenaline base and something that's huge. And, and even, even on the Mount of Transfiguration, you know, uh, Peter is, you know, and James and John are on the Mount of Transfiguration and Jesus appears to them as the father, his, his clothes, you know, are white as snow, you know, his face shines as the sun and, and there they hit the deck, you know, and Peter starts to want to make a, some kind of big crescendo and, and, uh, he starts, you know, he sees Moses and Elijah and he sees Jesus and he starts build, wanting to build an altar. And then a cloud has to come and say, listen to him, you know? We're just so driven uh, for to do something, you know, to, that, that there's got to be an event. And, uh, but we've got to get away from that. God is still coming in, in such humility. I mean, it was really God's mercy uh, to really show himself to Peter, James, and John uh, in, in a glorious way. But that you, if, if you see that, that's really one of the only times that Jesus really magnified himself as the, that shining sun, the fullness of who he was to men. And the rest of the time, he still came in humility. I mean, even in his resurrected form, think about this. He came back still in his bodily form. He ended up teaching men on the road to Emmaus and he's resurrected, but yet still humbling himself in bodily form and fathering them as they're walking on the road to Emmaus. And they didn't even recognize him until, you know, he, of course, we all know that he, he broke the bread and their hearts. They said, did our hearts not burn? And man, that's a huge one we've got to get. There is so many of people that God will send in bodily form to where they make your hearts burn and uh, we're missing them. We're missing him. And I, I don't want to miss him. And I wasn't going to miss him because when the Lord showed me this revelation of Jesus and Jesus being my father, I mean, I, I, and that he comes into the, in the, still in the appearance of man, I stayed watchful for his voice. And I'll never forget, I was uh, up in a mountain and uh, this great guy from uh, a a huge ministry, he knew I was coming and and the Lord spoke to him and told him to put me down in the basement of this uh, cabin. And I didn't know there were other men staying there. And uh, I would go up to this cabin and just pray, you know, on my own and just seek the Lord. And uh, I walked in and they said, well, your room's, you know, not upstairs. It, it's changed, it's down in the basement. And that was the first time I've ever done been in the basement. So I went down there and got my stuff, you know, put my stuff out and it was, you know, nighttime. And so I went to bed. Well, the next morning I was about to walk out and 
in the basement, there were several different bedrooms. And uh, as I walked out of mine into the living area, an elderly gentleman walked out of his. I mean, as soon as he walked out, I walked out. Or as soon as I walked out, he walked out. And uh, he looked over at me. He was an older gentleman. And he said, he said, oh, I've been waiting on you. And as soon as he just, his voice uh, spoke, the nature of his voice, it made my heart burn. And I recognized the voice of God in this older gentleman. Come to find out he's a, you know, he's a prophet, a great prophet. He's gone on to be with the Lord, but he said, I've been waiting on you. And I said, you have? And he said, yes, yeah, sit down. And so he, we sat down and he began to tell me all every visitation that I had had the last two years. I mean, every one of them. He even, uh, there was a time where, of course, we'll talk about that later. I just remembered there was a time where a white horse came and spoke to me that I didn't even, I never even told anybody. I wasn't going to tell anybody about that. Back then, if you talked about experiences like this, you'd get killed. So you really, uh, I, I wouldn't talk about them. And man, he got to the talking about this white horse that has come to me and talking about the, how it taught me about the last days and and so forth. And I was just weeping. I mean, just crying. My heart was burning. And, uh, and as I was crying, I was thanking my father. I said, I kept just saying, thank you, father. Thank you, father. I love you, Jesus. You know, that's all I could say. And I could see the Lord, my father in this man. Because it was the same voice that made my heart burn in my secret place. It was the same type of love that I had in my secret place with the, with the Lord. I mean, to the T. It was the same type of even strength I could feel in the voice. Because some of the stuff he was telling me was corrective. Because some of the things that the Lord told me was corrective for my life. It was strong, but there was so much love on it that you couldn't help but, you know, accept it because I knew immediately that this man loved me and that he would do anything for me. And uh, he did some strange things, you know, uh, uh, to me. I mean, he even told me to hold up my hand and and he started telling me, you know, the callings that I had because, you know, the hand of God is, you know, is the fivefold ministry, you know, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And I held up my hand. He put his hand uh, upon mine and there was literal power like electricity that would run through his fingers and hit the areas that you're called in. And, uh, and the more he did things like that, the more I would just realize, man, I finally found my dad. And, uh, it was amazing. And uh, I knew I was going to be fathered by this man. But that didn't mean that I, was, I had to be with him all the time. I just knew that once I found my father that I had been seeking on the earth as it was in heaven, 
that I was going to actually go into a new realm of being fathered by the Spirit of God. And I needed that. It was a jump start. And, uh, and, I, and it wasn't like I had to be with it. I didn't go and try to seek him out, even though, man, I wanted to be with him all the time, you know. But uh, he lived in a different place, and uh, I couldn't always be with him. But I could always pick up the phone and call him. But for a while, uh, I had to battle this thing of false humility. Yeah, I don't want to bother him. You know, he's, he's really busy. You know, because I ended up finding out that he was a really great prophet. But yet he told me that, uh, you know, that I could call him anytime. He gave me his phone number and, and uh, told me where he lived, which I was totally just blown away you know, that this man was doing this. He even told me, he said, God has also sent you uh, to, to get my car. I'm, I'm supposed to have a new car. And he told me what kind of car. I didn't know it was a, it was a prophecy that he'd already spoken. And I was the one in the prophecy to get the car. It was really strange. And uh, he gave me my, the prophecy of my life that I'm still walking out. And uh, matter of fact, I'm in the middle of it. And uh, he just kept his door open for me. You know, he said, my house is open whenever you want to come. And, and man, I would come as much as I could, but I really didn't have to come. Uh, all I had to do was sometimes think about it. And the Spirit of God just come on, on me. There were times where he'd just pick up the phone and, and call me and tell me what's going on or call me and and just asked me how I was doing. And, and just when he'd asked me how I was doing, it would cause something in me to have to open up, which the Lord does that to me. I don't know if he does that with you, but the Lord will literally ask me how I'm doing because he wants to know me. It'll, I have to open up to him, you know, you know, and some of us may be out there, you know, saying, you know, I'm looking to be fathered and you may have a father right in front of you. And because you've been trained like Philip to look for some kind of big event, you know, or some type of person that's going to, you're going to be codependent on or code, they have to be codependent upon you. That's not the father. We've got to look for the father in spirit. And it doesn't matter where they live. It doesn't matter who they are. And, you know, if you recognize that the voice of God is speaking to them in, in, in a real loving way to where they have the fruit of a father or the father, the fruit of Jesus, uh, you might want to start, you know, calling them up again. I don't know how many people I, I know that that are looking for their fathers and they're standing right in front of them. And I know them, some of them. Some guys I know that are still looking for their father. It looks like Philip. And the, the father is the very one that they're in relationship with. But because they're trained like Philip to be looking for something else other than just an ordinary person that's carrying the spirit of the father in them, they miss them. They, I mean, look at Philip. I mean, Jesus, the son of God, you know, the father in manly form is standing right there and, and he's been with him the whole time and he's still saying, hey, you know, I'd like to be fathered. Show me the father. And he's been fathering the whole time. Man, I don't want to get like that. 
I want to get to where I can recognize, you know, the voice and the voice of my father in one of the most humblest, you know, vessels. Because, you know, the Lord still comes in an earthen vessel. He he still chooses to appear in fleshly form, but now in people. And, and it's very humbling. He still humbles himself and makes himself of no reputation and comes in the appearance of man, which is us. Those people that have accepted God and have been walking with God, the spirit of God has come upon them and in them. And it has made them a different person, but they're still, you know, he still comes in that fleshly form. And we've got to, you know, recognize him, just ordinary people. But these days we're, we're so pushed, you know, to get something huge or mystical, you know, but uh, God comes in humility, major humility. And, uh, We've got to start seeing that. Man, I'm going to tell you, after I met this, this guy, it just blew me away. Because this man did not dress in a religious way. I mean, he'd wear an old sweatshirt, uh, old blue pant, dark blue pants, and white socks, and, you know, and these old brown shoes that were worn out. And, uh, he didn't look like the father, but if you really looked at him, he looked just like the father. And uh, I knew that this was my dad on the earth as I met in the, in the spirit. You know, the same one that I met even in my hotel room where he would appear to me, the Lord would appear to me, is now have come in the spirit through this man. And I would have to listen through that earthen vessel the same as I listened to Jesus when he would sit in my hotel rooms. I would have to tune my ear to this man just as much as I did with the Lord when he appeared to me in bodily form. And uh, I would have to give him the same honor as I gave the Lord. And uh, I did. And the more I honored him, it seemed as though the more the Spirit of God or the Father himself would pour out of my life uh, upon me. Heck, I remember there were times where there was just, for instance, you know, um, I was in Ukraine. Uh, I was actually in Prague one time. And uh, I was just in the back, of, we were in the back of the stage getting ready to do this conference and everybody was holding hands and, and praying. And I, of course I pray with my eyes open and suddenly as I, everybody's got their heads down, I've got my head up and praying. Uh, this man, this older gentleman walks in while we're praying and I'm thinking, Oh my God, what's he doing here? And I realize, uh, I'm in the spirit and I'm seeing, uh, my father, walking in on our prayer time. But I'm seeing it with my own eyes. And uh, he starts walking around and waving at everybody. He waves right in their face. And he's got this crazy smile on his face that he used to do. He'd go like this with a big old smile. And he walked right up to me. And he did like that right in my face. He just smiled and 
And uh, I thought, he is watching me. He's here. He's, he's, God has allowed him to come here and see what we're doing, but why is he waving, you know? Because when you really start connecting with your father in an intimate way, which is me connecting with this man, and I start opening myself up to him, that gives him access through the, through the spirit of love, God's spirit, into my life. But if I'm not vulnerable, it doesn't give him access. I put up walls. In other words, I just breach the relationship. You can speak to me you know, from that side, but I don't want you in my life, inside my heart. And uh, when, you give your, when you open up, be vulnerable to one another, it literally makes a way in the spirit for that person to come and help you. And, uh, and I knew that he was there. God had sent him to see how we're doing. And so I couldn't, you know, after he, he waved, he walked out. And I thought, I bet you he is watching us and he's trying to tell me something, but I don't know what it is. You know? and, uh, and so I couldn't wait to get back. So we did the meeting and man, God just broke out. It was powerful. And I, I, could, I was thinking more, I've got to get back to, to him. And he lived in Statesville at the time. And uh, I got off the plane and I drove, he had to drive right by his house to get to my house. And uh, I walked in. As I walked into his house, I was excited to ask him. And when I walked in, he said, you saw me, didn't you? <laughs> I said, yes. I said, what in the world were you doing? And he looked at me and he said, I was trying to tell you you're about to bring the next wave. <laughs> and he was praying for us when he was waving his hand uh, he was praying for us and trying to tell me that I, we're, that we're about to bring the next wave of God. And that's really, and that's exactly what happened was the next wave of God happened during this conference. And uh, we just happened to be the ones to bring it. But it was through the prayers of my, not only my father in heaven, but my prayers of my father on the earth that actually helped us to bring that next wave. See, you can't, you can't bring a wave on your own. You've got to bring it through relationship, not only with the father, but also with one another. That's where we're going is that we're now about to find our fathers and our family. And that's going to bring the next wave. The next wave is going to be family. But, uh, but we've got to stop looking everywhere for the father or some kind of crescendo in our life or some kind of event that will get us fathered, you know, and start recognizing God may have sent, you know, a person in our life that is still coming in fleshly form and it's not coming in the form that you think. And here you are, you know, here we are looking, still looking for our father. I just want to be fathered. You know, I just want to be fathered, but you might be being fathered and, you, and you're not recognizing it because your subconscious mind has been trained by this Western civilization through religiosity. And you can't see the father because you've been just like Philip. Uh, you're looking for something greater than, than that person that's been sent in your life. But that person that has been sent in your life is probably the greatest thing you'll ever get. But if you're not careful, you're missing, just as Philip did. And thank God the Lord spoke up. You know, he rebuked him, basically. 
Have I not been with you so long you can't see me? In other words, you know, get your head out of that thinking and really see that I'm the man who is your father. Man, we've got so many people that are probably being fathered, but we don't recognize it. But uh, we've got to get back to that. We've got to get back to recognizing the true, you know, our fathers and our mothers. And uh, once we do that, things would really start accelerating because, man, everything started accelerating after I, I met him, after I met this man. And he was fleshly. You know, he was a man. He was just like any other man. And, uh, and I had to get used to it because, you know, he wasn't what I expected later on as I got to know him as a real man you know, some of his real manner, mannerisms would offend me, but I, that was for me because God still comes in, the earth, in an earthen vessel. He hides himself in an earthen vessel. And uh, I had to get over my religiosity. A lot of us, you know, think, get into relationship and you're thinking, man, this is a true, you know, relationship from God. And man, as soon as he shows his flesh through these people, or as soon as they show their fleshly side, you know, we just want to just, you know, reject them, dismiss them, and we don't realize we're dismissing the very thing that we've prayed for. Because we got to love his flesh and drink his blood. And sometimes, man, eating the flesh is doesn't taste too good, you know. We're okay with drinking his blood, but, you know, and staying in the spirit. But man, the fleshly side of him, we don't like. In other words, the fleshly side of us, you know, we don't like. We'll throw that away. But if you're going to be a high priest, you've got to eat the whole lamb. It was the Old Testament was, God said when the priest ate, they had to eat the whole lamb. And the entrails, says the impertinence thereof, <laughs> In other words, they had to eat the bad stuff too, not just the good stuff. They couldn't just eat the white meat. They had to eat the dark meat and then the entrails and all that thing. And it didn't taste too well, but they had to eat the whole lamb. That's what we've got to do with one another. And uh, it's it'll get us delivered pretty quick. But we've got to recognize when the Father shows up in our life in a, you know, in a bodily form, it's not going to be what we've been taught. Listen, if Philip could miss it with Jesus, think about that. Jesus had been with them this whole time, teaching them. They, they saw how he moved, had his being, you know, and they still are thinking there's got to be something else, you know. I got to go over here. You know, I got to go over there to get this. And, gotta, and he's standing right there in front of them. But uh, I'm telling you, in these next few eras that we're living in, he's going to come in such simplicity. I think he has been coming. We're just in simplicity. We've, we're just now starting to wake up to it. But if you can catch him in his sim simplicity, you can have the glory you've always prayed for. But uh, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> but I'll never forget that time where the cloud formed and it formed in that bodily form of Jesus. And out of his, that mouth 
was my father. And then I realized the father had been speaking to me the whole time while I was in the hotel room. And it was Jesus. It was in that bodily form. He, he, he came in resurrection form still, but still humbled himself, made himself a flesh to be in my hotel room and speak to me in that, through that fleshly form. That's amazing. That is totally amazing because the, what he did to me is the same way he did to the man, you know, on the road to Emmaus. He still comes that way. It's awesome. And we've got to do that with one another. We've got to start seeing one another through the eyes of the spirit instead of through the eyes of the way that we've been trained, you know. So I uh, hope that helps. That's my God story of the Father. There's a lot of revelation on that stuff, but I've only got 30 minutes. I've been 40 minutes, so uh, I try to go 30 minutes. But uh, I hope it helps. Let's, let's keep going after the Lord. Let's keep recognizing him here on the earth as he is in heaven because he is appearing and has been appearing on the earth so much, but we haven't recognized him. Because we're looking for something that we've been just, you know, religiously trained in. You know, he will come in the clouds. But clouds are us, are men. You're either, a, Jude talks about it. You're either a cloud without rain. You know, Jude talks about false prophets, uh, you know, false teachers and so forth. False apostles. They were clouds without rain. You know, Jesus, in other words, Jesus is not going to, is not appearing through them. They look under the appearance of the Lord, but they have no rain. Uh, but there are clouds out there that he is appearing in, that he is in, that have true rain. They have true substance. They have the nature of the Father. And we've got to look for those. So he's been coming in a lot of clouds, but we've been looking the wrong way. And I believe he's going to, open our eyes to really see the true cloud that's been standing or hovering in our life for a long time. We just haven't recognized him. And if he hasn't, if you haven't truly found your, you know, your father or mother here on the earth as he is in heaven, uh, just all you got to do is ask the Lord to make you aware, make me sensitive to your voice. And I guarantee you, you'll start, you'll start recognizing them. And man, at first you'll be offended. <laughs> Because you were looking for something that looked really holy and religious. But uh, God's not religious. And his holiness is totally different than what we've been taught. So it's men and women that are walking by the Spirit. They maybe have flesh, but they still are following the Lord. So thank you guys for tuning in. We love you. Uh, Pray for us as we pray for you guys. I thank you for supporting us and praying for us. And those guys that are even given to us, thank you so much. Uh, they're given to our, uh, through our website. It's awesome. Uh, if you can, you know, uh, share a lot of these videos you, that you watch on the YouTube channel or whatever. And let's get the word out. I really think God is... Well, I know God's bringing a lot of people through these things and I don't, I still don't understand it because like I've said, my wife, you know, pretty much, you know, suggested strongly that I do this stuff and, 
and I kicked and bucked like a donkey to, you know, but, uh, how many of us know that wives know better? You know, I believe women are much more sensitive to the spirit than, than us hard-headed men. But, uh, that's why we need women in our life, you know, and, uh, I thank God for them and, uh, just keep, keep sharing them and husbands, listen to your wives. They know what, they know the truly the will of God <laughs> in certain areas that we keep rejecting, but, uh, we love you guys hang in there, keep praying for us. And, uh, We'll see you next week, uh, same time, same place. Uh, I'll be up at uh, 420 in uh, Concord with Scott Nary uh, for Friday, this coming Friday and Saturday. I don't know if they uh, stream it or not, but they may do it. They may put it on their living their uh, 420 uh, website or their Facebook, but uh, uh, be watching for that. If you can't find it, look it on our, you can scroll down on Living Vine Ministries website. Oh, there's Scott. He's just said we will. So uh, you can scroll down and, and click on that and you'll find out, you'll go to their Facebook page. And Scott, if you can, just share that again to me and then I'll put it on there again. That way it'll be up on the top. But you guys hang in there. Keep loving Jesus with all your heart. Keep allowing him to deal with things in your heart. It's saving you. You wouldn't believe it's saving you so many years of stumbling blocks down the road. Just keep doing, keep obeying him. Keep getting rid of the things that, you know, that make you stumble that you really like, but they make you stumble. Let the Holy Spirit, you know, take those things out because I guarantee you, he'll give you something even greater. It's so much better to be walking with Jesus than to walking in your own ways. So love you. I love you, Susan. I saw you on here. Uh, I'll see you back home and then we go to Scott's. All right. Oh, and don't forget to buy my wife's book. I put it on the Living Vine Ministries uh, Facebook site. Uh, she just wrote a book that's awesome about our dogs. So uh, it's awesome. She's already sold a bunch of them, already pre-sold them. They'll, all their books will be in in about, I would say, in a week and a half. And then we can start sending them out. All right. Love you guys. See you next time.